Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center. I'm here once again with Priscilla Weigel, one of our inclusion specialists, and I'm so excited that we have been talking about temperament, and so welcome Priscilla once again. Great to be here. And we are going to continue our discussion on a topic that we both really have a lot of interest and passion about, and that is children's intensity. Definitely, yes. And it's not just about children, of course. It's a temperament trait. So we all, I think, probably know, uh, well, we all have some level of intensity on Mm -hmm. the spectrum from low to high. Right. And we probably know people who really are high on the intensity uh, spectrum. So we've we realized that there are lots of adults who uh, have either learned to manage it well or maybe manage it not so well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably an issue with young children that has that can cause some challenges in our programs. Certainly. And even a child's intensity can also mislabel them as that challenging child when really you look at intensity and, and it can be a very useful trait for children and I think even taking the time if you we've talked in a few past podcasts maybe about the downloading the temperament scale and doing those um, based on your own temperament and then perhaps the temperament of a child that you're working with but when you take that time to do that even stepping back again and saying what are positive attributes that intensity can be hand in hand with because Mm -hmm. I think that it's so often is a very seen as a very negative trait well, and I should probably um, give a kind of a working definition of intensity. And so when we talk about intensity as a temperament trait, we're really talking about the amount of energy that a child commonly uses to express their emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's really about their energy and, and kind of to give some examples, it might be, you know, um, how loud a child laughs, yeah. um, how loud they cry, um, you know, how hard they put their glass down on the table. It's just the energy that's all about their little body mm-hmm. and how they use it to make expressions. Right, right. And so right away, I know everybody listening has a picture of somebody in their mind. Definitely. And even the tone of voice that they use mm-hmm. just for normal conversation mm-hmm. can be a little trigger to us to go, okay, this child may be uh, on a little higher end of intensity. And, and when that would be just the initial meeting of that child. Mm-hmm. Not that you're going to make a snap judgment at that point, but you, you really can just look at that child and say, wow. And if you're not intense as a provider, as a caregiver, that can be a little disconcerting because you're thinking, oh, this kid's so loud all the time, or they're just always slamming and crashing and moving so kind of abruptly through the classroom and, oh, it's driving me crazy. When really, if you step back and go, but that's their temperament, right? that's who they are, and that's how they show their you know, interaction with the world. What mm-hmm. am I going to do about that? So it differs um, from activity. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I mean, it might be it's related in some ways <clears throat> because a child with high intensity might have a lot of might have a high activity level right. as well. That's true. That's it, true. But it's different because it's really about the energy they use, mm-hmm. and and we also can look at children who have low intensity, so they might put very little energy into things. Mm-hmm. So that's also something to be looking for and thinking about. But in terms of challenging behavior, we almost always will go to the child with high intensity mm-hmm. because. Because that is really going to be the child who's more um, likely to maybe be characterized as, in negative terms, defiant, non-compliant. Some of those words we don't like to hear, but Mm -hmm. sometimes get tied into a child Mm -hmm. who has this temperament trait. Mm -hmm. So we kind of want to look at that today and um, think about ways that we can help that child once again uh, feel good about who he is because those are traits that, wow, think about politicians, people in the creative arts, uh, people in the the dramatic field. I mean, high intensity is a a trait that can really propel people Mm -hmm. in some very successful ways when we, again, frame it in terms of energy. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a great thing but we want to help them be able to harness it Mm -hmm. to use it well to be able to you know use your power well yeah you know be able to for good not for evil so that they can um, really be able to be successful Mm -hmm. in making friends and managing some of the situations they're in which will be school settings child care settings places where sometimes they you know have to sit or you know not be quite as loud. Right, right. Um, and so. it's challenging for that. And, and building in that balance, I think, between calming activities and an opportunity to really just harness that intensity and go for it. So you have to help a child. And this is the practice time, this yep. early childhood realm of their development. This is practice time that provides the opportunity for them to build those skills that they can take on when they go into school in settings where there will be less as far as adult support and more as far as interacting with other bodies who may have different temperaments. So now is the time to help provide them with those built-in tools, those coping skills that are going to carry them through. So some strategies that we could help people out there listening um, that you could think of that might be helpful? Well, I think that helping a child understand their reactions a little bit more, you know, um, when something happens, let's say, and I think it was on one of the temperament scales that used this as an example of if the child... um, gets a scrape, they scream like they stepped on a nail and it went through their foot all the way. You know, so it's kind of that that high end. And so when, let's say, the child is crying because they fell and skinned their elbow, and it, it's bloody, but it's not super bloody, the calm that you provide as far as that calming force and modeling the appropriate response to that child so that they can kind of take it down a few notches. Exactly. And that's really what it is. It's just helping them figure out when they can take it down a few notches and when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so, oh my, look at, yep, you know, it looks a little bloody, but I think we've got it under control. Will you hold that on there? And while you're doing that, would you take some deep breaths? Because that's going to help slow everything down. Good. But you see my voice is slower. 
my my reaction is calm. I'm not going to match that child's reaction by going, oh my goodness, that is so awful. I can't believe you have that huge gash on your elbow because that's not what that child needs. No child needs that reaction when they get an owie, but especially the child who tends to go to the intense right. end in the extreme right. you know, end of the spectrum. Just that really calm tone, giving them the tool to slow it down while they're cleaning up their, their owie, getting that Band-Aid. Oh, that feels so much better. You're fine. Good for you. Now you can go play with your friends. Even though they still may be crying, you're going to help build that into their brain to say, I am fine. I'll be okay. Because Priscilla thinks I'm going to be okay. Great tip. Your comment reminds me of the book um, on the Nurtured Heart Approach by Howard Glasser. And um, in his approach, he talks about children with high intensity are mm-hmm. seeking energy Definitely. because it's an yeah, the, the, the temperament trait is all about energy so when we want uh, when we want to encourage a particular behavior or it's about a value that we're trying to encourage then we want to give lots of energy to that mm-hmm. but when it's about a behavior that we would prefer not to see then we want to pull back our energy mm-hmm. because and children will tend because this has been reinforced by our energy children will tend to repeat the behavior that's gotten them the biggest energy so for some children those have been negative behaviors because when they've done a negative behavior maybe that's when they've gotten all the teacher's attention Mm -hmm. that's when they've gotten the most in your face you know i can't believe you just did that exactly and because they're seeking energy even though it's negative that's been uh, a reinforcer for them. Mm-hmm. So if we can think about that, pull back as you did the energy, but then, wow, when they're doing something that we want to see, that's when we're like all energetic. Oh, right. wow, I'm so excited. Yeah. You are building something with the Legos that it looks like, oh, my goodness, what is that? What are you making? Oh, it's just the biggest tower I've ever seen. Right. You're doing such a great job. That's when we want to give them all that energy mm-hmm. when they're doing a task that we want to see or they're getting along with their friends right they're standing in line that's when we want to give them that energy mm-hmm. because that's going to encourage the behaviors we want to see it's opposite what we're used to right everybody listening there i know oh, you're I thinking just, i was just talking to some teachers last week about that the very thing when a child is playing beautifully what what do we do typically parents do this we just ignore we it think, oh, I don't want to draw any attention to the fact that I'm even noticing because then they're going to get intense again. And so it is. It's totally opposite of what we do as far as expending our energy. We give the biggest bang for the buck when it's something that we really want to extinguish instead of... And I think Dr. Howard Glasser calls it, why water the weeds? Exactly. You know, we're feeding, we're fueling those weeds to grow more and more when we give our energy toward the behaviors that we really want to deter. Exactly. So, so interesting. Yeah. And another thing I think it's helpful for us to remember is when a child has a high-intensity temperament, some of what they're going to do is just within who they are. For instance, I'll give an example. Um, I uh, 
I, my husband has some high intensity traits. And so, for instance, he may, he may think he's being very quiet in the morning with the opening of shell, uh, opening of shells and making breakfast perhaps. And it's a loud banging, banging, banging to me, but he'll say something like, I was really quiet this morning, wasn't I? (laughs) So, and I think for children, they may really think they are being, they're trying very hard and we may think they're very, very loud or, you know, they're still using these very, very noisy, noisy behaviors, but they're trying, trying but in their mind, they are use yes there so we have to take a perspective that is a temperament perspective and think wow they are they are really trying and maybe i'm a quieter person Mm -hmm. so for me quiet is defined very very differently sure but i want to really value and then affirm and give lots of of uh positives for that effort effort even though for me it seems very very noisy right right so it's a way different perspective we're taking when we understand uh, intensity in young children. What are some other strategies? Well, I think that we talked about providing that the balance between calming and and opportunities for them to use that intensity Um, and looking for imaginative ways to calm a child too mm-hmm. it doesn't all what what may calm us may not calm that same chi- that child so we need to look at what are some things that they use as tools that we can incorporate into our classroom into our setting that would be opportunities for them to you know maybe a quiet area isn't going to do it but a quiet area that's equipped with some toys or or a story that has more ex- excitement to it looking at it that way so that we're not just making assumptions that oh this calms me of course this will calm this child quiet you know orchestra music well maybe not maybe that child just needs music of some sort right and it could have loudness it could have more of a beat but it's what that child needs and we have to be detectives back to that again and observing what what works for each child and maybe this child needs to spend more time in other areas like dramatic play where they can really use all that exuberance yeah yeah you know instead of thinking that they're going to spend time in the art room right unless that art room can be a place where they get to really really go Mm -hmm. all over the place but maybe some areas we're just we need to realize it's going to be more difficult for them so let's give them lots of opportunities to be in the areas where that exuberance can be expressed right right. perfect anything you want to wrap up with on this well, I think that, you know, it's been our ongoing theme with all this temperament information is just to always be in tune to the child, mm-hmm. to be in tune to what their needs are, how they're coping, and then it's our job to guide them as far as that support and what are those strategies that can you, they can that they can have as useful tools when we're not around. Exactly. And I think uh, when we talk about high intensity, it's one of those traits, again, that sometimes we want to think of as a dysregulation right, right. or a disorder, when really it may just be such a wonderful trait that this child has. Mm-hmm. And yes, sometimes it can be problematic for some way. Yes. <laughs> but let's look at that child and the beauty of who that little guy or little girl is mm-hmm. and try to figure out ways to enhance that for them yeah. and, and help them to learn impulse control Certainly. because that's really the key. Right. right. Excellent. Thank you again, Priscilla. Glad to do it. And we will continue with our uh, another discussion uh, with another temperament trait at our next podcast. That's 
all for now. See you next time.